Conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level introduced to you God's Word, His simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, particular Colobrain. God bless you as you listen. Our Father, we thank you. We ask just for one thing that the heavens be open over us. Let your voice that is distinct sound towards our direction. Let everything that needs to be restored be restored fully. Lord, we ask that in this meeting put a seed. Put a seed. Put a seed. Let every doubt that will have become captives of the Lord, let it be dissolved forever. Let every fear that has captured us, O Lord, as a result of we not knowing what we lost, let it be gone forever. Cause our heads to be lifted. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. And we say in Amen. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 18, 32 and 33. I'll start from that place today. And we say in Amen. You remember where we stopped? Talking about Abraham. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak yet but this once. For adventure, then shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten sake. Verse 33. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communion with Abraham and Abraham returned unto his place. The case was settled. As soon as he finished communion with Abraham, the case settled. He said, I can go now, Abraham. Abraham said, go. Me, I go to my tent too. As soon as he finished communing with him, the case was settled. They agreed. You can go ahead. These people are terrible. They mean 10, we can't get here. Then it means that the whole place is polluted. They need to be wiped off. And like we said, the man who actually have a relationship with God and a communion that is deep with God determines what happened even to others. We're not talking about to himself alone. Even to others. In your family, if you are the one that your relationship with God is cordial, you can determine what happened. You can determine what happened to the rest of them. You can also determine what happens in your community. We can determine what happens also in this nation. Because Sodom is a nation. Sodom is not just a village. Sodom is a nation. A man would have determined what happened, their hope. If God could see ten. So God said, I am justified for doing what I want to do, Abraham, my friend. Can you see I'm justified? Even ten I can't found in that place. So let me destroy them. Are we saying a better amen? We are still coming back there to study again, Abraham. There are things I trust God that he wants to show us that place that we actually need to look at very closely so that we will not miss anything God is saying to us in this meeting. If this revelation won't be hide in our hearts, know that we will have less value for the work of salvation that Christ Jesus sacrificed himself for all men. If this truth that God is revealing to our hearts, if we can hide it in our heart, 
if we can't hide it in our heart, just know that we will have less value of the work of salvation that Christ Jesus sacrificed himself for all men. Why it looks as if that people are saved and yet it looks as if they were not saved is because they lack this understanding. They lack this understanding. They lack this understanding. So it looks as if that the salvation that Christ brought to mankind is not real. It's not real. Because even in salvation, they have not understood what they lost. Men were saved, but yet they don't understand. That's why you still see them pursuing some of that thing. Their hunger and their quest is not to pursue that one thing and keep it steady. And what is that? The relationship that I have with God. The relationship that I have with God. That's why Jesus came to redeem mankind back to that relationship again. And a continuous communion with God. So until we understand this and hide it in our heart, even salvation, we will not appreciate it. We will not appreciate it. Are we saying amen? Note, the restoration of man is not for the devil to determine. It's a choice for man to make. The restoration of man is not for the devil to determine. devil does not determine how you are restored. It is your choice. It is my choice. It is your choice. It is my choice. That's why when Jesus came, the Bible recorded in the book of John, John chapter 1, verses 11. He came to his own. His own rejected him. Verses 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the children of God. Even to them that believe on his name. What was he saying? <laughs> that scripture you have had it many years, but you've not understood what it means. But as many as received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God. I'm establishing this so that we study Abraham again, you will understand what I'm saying. God is saying, as many as received me, it was a choice they need to make. If it is their choice, what will I do? I will inherit them back as my children. And we get back into relationship. So this scripture is talking about relationship. I bring you back into father and son relationship. I bring you back into communion with me and you again. That is what you lost. That is what the first man lost. That's what Jesus brought back. As many as received him, to them gave you power. But because they did not understand, that scripture is talking about a relationship, a deep relationship, father and son relationship again, as it were in the Garden of Eden. A communion that cannot be broken again. When they become my children, we start fresh again. The relationship again. That's what they lost. I can recover back what they lost. I can restore back what they lost through redemption. When Jesus died, did he teach Jesus money? The death of Christ is to make us God's children so that the false relationship we lost can be restored. The communion can be restored. But unfortunately, they offered us things that doesn't have value and say that is the thing. That is the thing. That's the kind of relationship I have with my sons, I have with my girls, who have our relations. The way we talk, the way we think our things and arrange our things. I love every other person, but I might not be able to do it with every other person that way. It's relationship. So God brought back such relationship through that wisdom of sending his son Jesus Christ. So please understand this truth. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verses 31. 
Please may I say to you, if you are born again, understand. He restored you simply to relationship. So don't lose it carelessly. Don't lose it carelessly. That is what determines everything you get from him. The relationship you have with the father. The relationship you have with the father. Your communion with him. Don't joke with it. That is what he gave to you. That's what he restored back. If you start searching for any other thing, you will lose it. Keep it. Hold it. I will say in amen. 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? That means if God is not for us, if we lose him through relationship, a relationship with him is no more in order, then anything can be against us. If God be for us, who can be against us? Today, the children of God don't care even when God is not for them. They don't care even when God is not for them. And that's why when things are against them, they can never think and say something is wrong somewhere. We have missed our relationship with God. That's why all this is happening to us. The Bible talked about Gideon. When the whole thing was working against Israel. And when the angel came. And said thou man of valor. He said no. Don't cajole me. I can't be a man of valor. And look at my family. Look at my father's house. Nothing is happening here. God showed him what the problem is. And he went and got the idol of his father. And destroyed it. into He scattered everything. And said this is the problem. Oh, our relationship with God has not been in order. Is that the reason why all these things have befallen us? He pulled all of them out. And immediately, everything was recovered. Everything recovered immediately. There was restoration, complete restoration. God is still the same. He has not changed. I say God has not changed. I will say in amen. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him or us all, how shall he not with him? Also freely give us all things, say all things, say all things. Verse 33, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemned? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or sword? He said, who shall separate us from this relationship that we have entered into? What is that that has the power or capacity to separate us from it? Nothing can separate us, no matter what it is. We know where our power is coming from. We know where our connection is from. Those things are coming to separate us from this relationship and communion. He said, who is that? They were looking at challenges and say, who are you mountain? You can't say. Is it hunger? Is it nakedness? Is it what is that that can separate us from this relationship? That's what they are saying there. That's what this man got. They weren't talking nonsense. They understood something that the people today don't understand. Nothing can separate us from this love that we have found. That love means relationship. It simply means relationship. It has eaten them so deep. They are drunk. They are drunk. They say, you can't threaten us nakedness. You can't shake us barrenness. You cannot make us to go to native doctor because we don't have a child. 
Many children of God go to native doctors. Many children of God falsify age. Just to get what they will eat. They say, nakedness, you have no power. Hunger, you have no power. There's nothing that have the power to separate us from this relationship. We are deep in it. We are drunk in it. You can't give us anything to separate us from it. <laughs> Joblessness, notwithstanding. The troubles in the whole world, notwithstanding. No matter the arrow the devil is shooting, notwithstanding. There's nothing. They understood that. They hold tenaciously to that which they have. He said, hold on to that which you have, lest you do what? You lose it. Oh, whenever I go to this. He said, as it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. He said, but we are, if you threaten us with death, we are already dead. We can't be threatened. If it is for us to leave Christ, we cannot. Forget about it. There is a connection. There is a relationship that we have with him that nobody can separate. Academics can separate it. Trouble can separate it. Childless, nothing can separate it. We have settled our mind there. It's over. How I wish you will understand what God is saying. That is where we miss it. That's where we miss it all. We can quickly change and break the relationship and look for solution. Wisdom is profitable to direct. Any wisdom that directs you to steal is not wisdom. It is devilish wisdom. It's not God. He said, now, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. You can't produce more than conquerors. If I'm going on the street, I'll see program more than conquerors. I'll be laughing. If you get there and see what they are sharing, you will discover it's a joke. You cannot produce more than conquerors when they don't have relationship that is deep with him. When they are not ready to lay down their life because of the relationship they have with him, that's what makes them impossible case. They become impossible case. Impossible case for the world. Impossible case. He said in the midst of all this in the king, but we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. You can't do us anything. You can't break us. You can't use death to make us afraid. You cannot use nakedness. Even if they say the whole world turns upside down, we are standing looking up to him. We can't change God. He's our God forever and ever. How I wish you will understand. This is what Christ came to restore. He came to restore it. We saw Peter when he was shaking like a leaf. God said, you've not got it. But I'm seeing a rock in you. You can't go that direction. God is raising more than conquerors here. I say God is raising more than conquerors here. I say God is raising more than conquerors here. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, angels included. This man say, even if angels come now and want to separate us, we say, angel, get back to where you're coming from. Our mind is made. He is our God. From beginning to the end. He has no place for argument. He is gone forever. They say, angel, no, you can't separate us. Even if you come and say, I am angel Michael. I, eh? What do you want? Come out from him. No, you are a fake angel. Go back. They say, principalities, principalities. No powers, no things present, no things to come. This man said there is a relationship we have entered into. Forget it. That one is settled forever. 
there is nothing that can separate us from that relationship. It's not, not marriage, sir. not husband, not wife, not children, no job, no situation, nothing at all. We are ready to lose our job for that love. We are ready to resign any kind of job. We are ready to resign it for this love. For this relationship, we know in it is everything. You are sitting looking at me. There are certain things you are still holding. And God is saying, let go. So that this relationship can be thick. Thick. I have never seen him fail the man who ever get into this relationship with him. Not for once. He never fails once. He never failed them once. The people that are crying up and down, Pastor, pray for me, Pastor, pray for me, is those ones that are children. They have not taught them what is going to make them conquerors. More than conquerors. And that's what you need to be in this wicked world. You need to be more than a conqueror. You need to be more than a conqueror. And continue. No height, no death, no any other creature. <laughs> no height, no depth, no any other creature. No matter what they call you, if you ever near this relationship, I cut you off. As simple as that. No talking too much. Whether you're a reverend, no matter what you call yourself, whether you're my father or my mother, nothing, no creature, nothing at all. Whether my wife, nothing. This relationship is thick. He has entered my brain. My brain is hot. That is what I lost. You want me to lose it the second time? No, I want to stay with him. Not losing it the second time. He restored it. He restored it. Christ restored it. And I have to hold it. That is only what I have. No two things. No two things. He said nothing. Able to do what? He's a creature. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He displayed back that love through Christ by his death on the cross. To return every man. Hallelujah. I say, I say, I say, Then why are you behaving as if the door is locked? Why do you behave as if the Bible said he chased them out of the garden and called the angel to stand with sword and say no one penetrates again. By the time Jesus died, the Bible said the curtain of the temple tore. The curtain tore by the power of God and said go in again. Go in. Go in and commune with him again. Go in. Go back to the relationship. But as he was saying it, we are busy chasing money. I'm coming to share something with you. The chase died in my life a long time. I stopped chasing nonsense. I'm looking for something that I will do. That if I go back to heaven, it can shake me and say, my son, you lived up to my expectation. Don't mind all these ones that they brainwashed. That's why I tell all my children, if God lifts you, 
you leave him and start using your money for another thing. Hey! He lifted you for a reason. I know that. He lifted the man for a reason. We need to give other families of the earth the same relief. We need to ease them. There are so many families that are still there. God will send us to them. We'll bring them out. But first, you need to know what you lost. You need to know what you lost. If you don't know what you lost and chase for that, you have missed it. Your relationship with him. Will you first of all leave all this thing and settle for that relationship with God first? So that you can have a good communion with him. That is the first thing every man needs. It's the first thing you need. It's the first thing. The whole world might be against you. But stand. How I wish you take it serious. How I wish you take it serious. At New Bad, there was restoration for relationship and communion. Are we saying amen? To all who believe that God sent his son Jesus Christ in the flesh. And he suffered for our sins to redeem us back to our God. He died, was buried, and God raised him up from the dead on the third day for our justification. And he is seated at the right hand of God. And he is what coming again. So for anyone who believes this truth, God automatically brings him back to himself. He automatically brings the man back to himself. But do you know the problem? Many of us believe when he then brought us back, we did not ask him for what? How I wish that the day we repented, as soon as he brought us and said, you are my own now, we say, daddy, what next? He would have heard him say, it is for relationship. It is for communion that we lost before. So that we continue again. He will never tell us for car. He will never tell us for any job. He will tell us for communion. It is for what? For relationship. So now you have been restored. Don't joke with that again so that you will not go out again. You will say, Daddy, whatever about that this is. He say, Don't worry. Once you get this, they will follow. They have no choice. No, those things have no choice. They will follow. Listen, they have no single choice. He's the one that created the whole heaven and earth. He knows how they will follow you. But we said no. We must work out our own way. He said no. You are making your own law and the system of the world. That is the system that the world gets their own. We saw Jesus came here on earth and practically demonstrated it. They caught them and said, Lord, it is time to pay us. He said, Peter, come. Go that place. The first fish you will see, they bring it out. There's money there. It will be enough for me and for you. Do you know that is the life God wanted us to be living? Somebody says Jesus that should be living that kind of life. I say no. We went to minister's meeting one day. Do you know what they asked us? They say if you stay in your house one day and one carton fail, bah, and you discover his dollar that filled that place, how many of you will collect the money? And how many of you will run? They asked us how many will run and how many will collect the money. Everybody was looking. At the end of the day, the man that was teaching us said, that is the problem we are having. Your mind has told you that you must walk like the world and sweat like them and fight like them and kill people like them before you can get something. So we lost our mind. From the time we lost the relationship we are supposed to have with God, that would have made us to believe that our life is all about what? Miracle. A miraculous life we believe in. The life that the world cannot explain. The same way they looked at Jesus and said, what manner of man is this? That's the way they would have been looking at but because we looked at communion, we looked at relationship that made it possible, we said, no, we don't want it. And God said, how will it be possible? How will I restore back that which you have lost? How will I restore it back? Hallelujah. 
Just write this down, Luke chapter 23, verse 44 to 45. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 22. You see how the blood of Jesus Christ, how the death of Christ opened the door that we can enter. That we will resume communion again. From those two scriptures, you can see it. So those two scriptures brought back first. What's the first thing it brought? It brought back relationship. The next one, it brought back communion again. Luke 23, 44 to 45. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 22. Are we saying amen? Please, are we understanding what I'm saying? So if you look at those two scriptures, the one talked about the curtain being torn. So that we can go back to have relationship back again with our father. The second one talked about the blood of Jesus making a way for us to go back and commune with him. Did you understand what I'm saying? Now, let's get back again to Genesis. That I started teaching you about Abraham. There's something I will show you there. I pray that God will open your eye to see now. Genesis chapter 15. Now, to further establish this truth, that God don't come to a man and start talking about little things. There's something serious he talk about. In Genesis 15, verse 1. After this thing, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield. And thy exceeding great reward. Please mark this. He said to him, Abraham, I am. Who is I am? I am is I am. I am said to Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So what does that mean? It simply means, Abraham, you have now inherited me. I am your reward. For all that you have labored for. For all you will labor. Do you know what I'm using to reward you? Myself. <laughs> Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? Now, please, at this point, be very careful. God came to Abraham and said, I will be thy shield and I will be your reward. Verse 2. Have you understood this now? Verse 2. And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. Please stop here first. Before we go to three words. He said, and Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Please, have God not given him something? Did God give him something or not? What did God give to him? Please, what did God give to him? Why is it Abraham is asking God, you have given me do you know that is how we see God? As nothing. The only place Abraham's mind was a child. That's when I'll have something. Ah, huh? uh, God said, these people are becoming more dangerous and terrible. They don't even have understanding. I mean, the creator of heaven and earth offered himself to a man and said, take me as a reward. And the man was asking him, what will you give me? <laughs> That's the capital error. That is where we are being destroyed. He said, Abraham said, Lord God, what would thou give me? Seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer, the Damascus, verse 3. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given us it, and lo, one born in my house is my hair. Huh? He was just singing that song in verse 4. God came back again to see whether he will come back to his senses. Verse 4. And behold, 
the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be your word, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your hair. Are you understanding something? Do you know, as of that time, Abraham was seeing the impossibility of him having a child. The only thing his eyes was focused on is child. The one I can see. God, you are in heaven. I need child. Look at what he said again. In verse 5. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now towards heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Verse 6. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for what? Righteousness. Now listen. It was at that point that Abraham sensed his return. At that point, Abraham could now see that actually what God was saying is that in me is all the children. He said, if you can count the stars, he said, so shall your seed be. God made Abraham for the first time to know that when I offer myself to you, if you want to have millions, they are already with you because I am the one that carried them. I am the one that gives them. Why is it that you're not reasoning? I give you myself. If you want children like sand, I have given it to you by me giving myself to you. If I give myself to any man, there is nothing again you are looking for. Everything you are looking for is in me. For the art is the loss and the fullness thereof. That is why the devil is fighting tooth and nail to collect him from us. To separate us. Move away from him. Stay your own. Let him stay his own. That's why the devil can never rest until he sees your relationship with him is cut off. Are we saying amen? Now, look at Abraham settled with him. In his heart, he has settled. The devil said, let's see how it will work. Let me see how it will work. Go to chapter 16. Chapter 16 of Genesis. The devil quickly went to Sarah. Don't mind that man. Don't mind that man. He wants you to be buried forever. Look for alternative. Look for what to do. You must do something. Now ask me, what actually was the devil looking for? It's just a separation. He saw that at the point that Abraham was, it's about hitting a boom. And he quickly went to Sarah. And when he came to Sarah, and finished Sarah, rise. And say, now Sarah, Abraham's wife, bear him children. And she had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said unto Abraham, Behold now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my mate. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened unto the voice of Sarah. And Abraham hearkened unto the voice of Sarah. He said, God, wait. My mistress has said. How can a man of God just bring himself so low to sleep with a mate without calling the wife and say, shut up. Do you know what you're saying? Number one, you are bringing me down. Number two, my relationship with God will be terminated. My communion with God will cease. What is then our hope? And yesterday, God just finished talking to me and I heard him and he has told me this is how the number of the children will be. And immediately Abraham went. Can we go to verse 3? And Sarai, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abraham had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, Abraham, to be his wife. Verse 4. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. Now, do you know what I want to show you? 
Verse 16 is where we are. Immediately Abraham went in. Do you know what happened? Relationship terminated. Immediately he went in. Relationship was terminated. Communion died immediately. Go to verse 16. Verse 16. And Abraham was once called and six years old when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abraham. How many years? 86 years. Do you know when that happened at 86 years, God cut off from Abraham for 13 years. 13 years. 13 years. God never spoke to him. He never had God. He was just struggling on his own, living his life, struggling for 13 good years. How do I know? Chapter 17, verse 1. Hey, listen, what we are discussing here is a matter. It's a very serious matter. Verses 1. And when Abraham was 90 years old and 9. What is it? 99 minus 86. And what happened when he was 99? He said, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Children of God, if you joke with your relationship with God, I pray that you will recover his quick wit. Don't let anything rob you of your relationship with God. Don't let anything rob you of your communion with God. Bitterness of the heart, anger, fight, struggle, quarrels. Let's tell God, let it be over. I was in the bush one day, God began to speak to me. He said, my son, anger has to go. I want to do certain things in your life, but ah, when I see that, it makes me to go back a little. He said, let it go. You must do something. Let it go. Let it go. I see prayer every day. Lord, I don't want to see even 1% of it. Let all clear completely. I want to see my relationship with you be what you want it to be. There's a lot God wants to give to you. Listen, there's a lot he wants to give. Can somebody say better him? So we saw 13 years. 13 years. I was a cut off. Any day my leg do like this, the next thing I start sensing is struggle. Ah, I say heaven is not clear. Lord, what is it, please? Have mercy. What is that? Please, 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 please. You know I'm finished. I'll be exposed. People will see I'm a foolish man. It is his relationship that makes people to sit and hear you. It's him that supplies what you say. So you can imagine when he withdraw himself. That's why you see many pastors, they're entertainers. If they write, they give to them. I can never be a pastor under a ministry that writes things and give to me. I can't be there. They are there because they are paying them. So if they calculate how much they pay them, all the ministry is Holy Ghost ministry, God's ministry. So it's the Holy Ghost that should bring the message. It's God that should bring the message. Now look at the next thing I saw that place. That is worth noting. Hallelujah. We saw disconnection after that Abraham tampered with Hagar. There was a disconnection immediately. And the same way it is, whenever we tamper with sin, no matter how little that sin is, that's a disconnection. A disconnection. We'll start struggling again. We'll struggle and struggle and struggle. If we don't return back again, that which was lost, we get into trouble. Hallelujah. Verses 2. Now in verse 1, we saw restoration. He said, walk ye before me and be ye perfect. That means you slipped. But now, walk before me 
and be what? Perfect. And look at what he said in verse 2. In verse 2 he said, and I will make my covenant between me and thee. And I will multiply thee exceedingly. Verse 3, and Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him. What did you understand there? Okay, now first in 2, go back to 2. What happened in verse 2 is that he made him to understand that every covenant and the promise I had for you, nothing moved. They are all intact. I kept all of them. Not one moved. You remember when I told you in the Garden of Eden? Everything was still intact. Intact. Waiting for the man to return. When God returned to Abraham, he said, listen, number one, every covenant, Genesis chapter 12, that's where he started the covenant, he told him. In Genesis 12, God said to Abraham, leave your father's house, leave your kindred, look at whom I want to make you. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, now the Lord has said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And cause him that cause thee. And in thee shall the families of the earth be blessed. Verse 4. So Abraham departed as the Lord has commanded. Now go back to chapter 17. Now when God said to him. Now Abraham you broke our relationship. You broke communion. But now that I have returned to you. Walk before me and be thou perfect. But for me, that covenant, I kept it for you. The blessings, I kept it for you. Everything, I kept it for you. Children of God, stop pursuing nonsense. Stop pursuing nonsense. Pursue what that matters. I kept the blessing, waiting for you to return. I kept it, I kept it there, waiting for you to return. Anytime you return to relationship, anytime you return to your communion, God awakens the covenant. He awakens the blessings. He says, my son, they are there for you. Take it. That's why you don't come and tell me a blessing. Which blessing? I am blessed. I am blessed. Beyond cursing. What made me to know is my relationship with it. Once I can keep it, forget about it, I'm blessed. Once I can keep it, I am blessed. It's only when the devil tricked me and pushed me out of it, I know there is issue now. And I will quickly run back to him. I will say in amen. Are you in 17? Now, in that too, he reminded him of the command. Then go to 3. Look at what happened in 3. In verse 3. And Abraham fell on his face. And God talked with him again. Saying, what is that? Say communion. Say communion. So one, relationship was restored immediately. Everything was in place. That's a restoration of every blessing. That's a restoration of communion. Instantly. Not tomorrow. God restores it. He restores the communion. God started speaking to him again. As he used to speak to him before. He started talking to him again. Abraham, this is it. What rejoices the heart of a believer should be God talking to you? When God speaks to you, he will tell you go right. He will tell you go left. He will tell you go back. He will tell you it's in front. He will tell you where it is. You will not be doing try and lock life. Your life will not be try and lock again. I say your life will not be try and lock again. If you believe it, let your men show it. So we saw it there. God never said, you have foolishly lost the blessings I want to give to you before. He never said to Abraham, you have foolishly lost the blessing I want to give to you before. No blessing again for you. He kept it there. He said, come to relationship. Come to communion. They are there for you. Don't chase all those things. Chase what matters. Those things are there. Let your eyes open. 
I am a son of Abraham, and you are a son of Abraham. And he said, our blessing is to bless the families of the earth. It's not what we can grab and eat. Our blessing is to bless the families of the earth. But they will know me. They will know me. They will know me. I'm trusting you that you show them me. You will show them me. You will show them me. Verse 4. And for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. And thou shalt be a father of many nations. <laughs> Verse 5. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram. But thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful. And I will make nations of thee. And kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee. And thy seed after thee in their generations. For an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee. And to thy seed after thee. The same way he's speaking to you. If you can come to this relationship huh, and enter into this communion, there are certain things God will lose over your life. These things you are scratching for things to eat, it will end. You will not be thinking like that again. I don't think like that again. I don't think like that again. Understand me. I don't think like that again. I'm looking for generational race. Can somebody say amen? I want to say to us today, the work of redemption is for no other reason but for the restoration of man back to that he lost. It's for the restoration of man back to that which he lost. Which is relationship with his original owner, that's God. It is to enable man resume communion with God again as at the beginning. The gospel of Jesus Christ is inevitable to all men because of its inherent power to restore everyone that believes to his original place. His original condition, his system and law and the owner. John chapter 3, verse 17 to 18. Then John 14, verse 6. John 3, 17 to 18. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? Might be saved. Verses 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God, who is the only way. John 14 verse 6 is the only way. The truth, the way to the Father, is the only way to the Father. He said, I am the only way. Hallelujah. John 14 verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father to resume this relationship and communion except by me. That's why I came. Except by me. No one can ever assess that relationship that they lost except by me. So you must give your life to Christ. That's why we say the gospel of Christ is inevitable to any man. It's compulsory. Everybody that wants to get back to this relationship must accept that gospel. You must first accept the gospel of Christ. You must accept it. It's compulsory. It's compulsory. The gospel of Christ is not a suggestion. It's compulsory that every man that comes here on earth must accept. If you must be restored back. If that which we lost must be restored back. So the gospel of Christ is inevitable. Are we saying amen? So the work of redemption is not forced to teach how to make money, how to buy car, to teach how to build house, to teach how to go to the best schools, to teach how to do the best businesses. That is not the gospel of redemption. 
Because we never lost all of these things, we lost something that robbed us all things he gave to us freely to enjoy. We lost something that robbed us all things that he gave to us freely to enjoy. And what is that? Our relationship with him and our communion with him. Not until what we lost is being restored, what we are looking for will never be added freely. Rather, we will keep struggling, starting to be connected, and our search for restoration to the original place, condition, system, law, and the owner continues. Hallelujah. Are we saying amen? Two forces of life, the two forces that keep men alive continually are one. Man's relationship with God through Christ Jesus, uninterrupted communion with God. These are the two forces. Once man loses these two forces, death must occur sooner or later. Death must occur sooner or later. If it didn't occur today, wait, it will occur tomorrow. It must occur tomorrow. But I pray none of us will die. I say none of us will die. None of us will die. We will live in his presence in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Finally, the work of redemption won't benefit anyone if it won't first restore man back to his original relationship with his owner for a fresh resumption of a determined and desired communion. If all our labors here on earth won't be geared towards maintaining an unbroken relationship with God and a continuous communion with him, we labor in vain. We labor in vain. We labor in vain. Now finally, I want to say to you, we are going to pray the last prayer. Give you a chance to check yourself for the last time. I want to beg you, don't leave this meeting with any issue with God. Settle it with Him today. Make sure you settle it with Him today. And watch God restore back to you. Can you pray? I give you opportunity to pray. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings. Connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep Experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in Sports Circle at Suite E23, C2C Plaza, Bucketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 90 6022330 Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Angel words ever true, changing me.